For seven years, it's been the show that broke all the rules. And now the legend is ending. Only two weeks are left. Tuesday on an all-new Buffy. Everybody get down! The end has never been closer. Is anybody else alive? Oh, Anyone? Nothing could prepare Buffy for what's next. God, I miss watching this. Angel. The last episode before the phenomenal series finale. <laughs> Welcome to the Breckenridge Grimoire, also known as If the Apocalypse Cops Beat Me. This is a weekly-ish podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago. And this week's episode is Season 7, Episode 21, the penultimate one. End of days. We'll be talking about the plot, we'll be talking about the characters, and we will be talking about Deus Ex Machina. So spoilers are bound for this episode, every episode before it, after it, the comics, and probably other shows and movies. I think I'd like to finish out as one of those lame humans trying to do a podcast. Deus Ex Machina, not the video game, the uh, literary device. I figured. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> Hello, welcome but back. We can talk about the video game if you want. I've never played it, but we did watch H Bomber Guy do a. Die, giant deep dive about it. So I owned one game. I owned one game, but don't remember it. Human Revolution was the one that he, that he did, mm, and then, I did but not play that one. The original PC game. Everybody, I guess it was like a big deal. People really liked it. I don't know. I won't be playing it. Uh, hello, welcome back. My name is Kelly. I'm here to talk about Buffy, the Vampire Slayer, not video games. With my wonderful co-host Stacia, say hello. Hello. And my other co-host Daniel, say hello. Get the recording equipment. We're leaving. Let's podcast. <laughs> Are you going to hold it the whole time? Do you want to stand? We have the stands. I have a no, stand right here. No, it's all good. No, I'm I'm a cool person. That holds their... I hold my mic that right we, now. It's going to get old, man. No, it's going to be great. Okay. Don't say that. He's been training for this. <laughs> I've been training for this. Why do you think I lifted all that concrete no, true. out of your driveway? True, true, true. So you can... For my arms to be swole to hold this mic. <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to talk about... End of Days, today, right now, which originally aired on May 13th of the year 2003, written by Jane Espenson and Doug Petrie. This is the 23rd of 23, shockingly, that for Jane, uh, the last one being Storyteller, and for Doug, 17 of 17, the last one being Get It Done. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah, I think the sad thing has gone away because it's like, duh, the show is over. Of course, it's the last one they're going to do. What are you, you know, that's what happens. But still, Jane... Legend. Legend. R.I.P. And it's co-written at the end. That's pretty crazy. I yeah. didn't expect that. I know. Directed by Merita Grabiek. We've only seen her one other time, and that was for directing Storyteller. Uh, so that's episode 16 this season. She d- does a couple episodes of Angel, which I think I mentioned last time. But uh, bye to her. Bye forever. Right. Must go. See you tomorrow. Bye, Joyce. Bye, Rupert. I would like to know what happened in this episode. Stacia, but first, it's time for an angel update. It's time for an angel update. Perfect. Now we don't have to make any other music. Lila is dead, but undead. Maybe dead. Cotter is murdering people after he stops them from killing themselves. That tracks from what I remember of the little snot rag. Lila has shocked everyone, not by being dead, but by offering them Wolfram and Hart. Angel tells them they'll be corrupted if they go for... 
be they'll be corrupted if they go for a tour. Mm-hmm. Angel tells them. Oh yeah, Angel. I was like, why would Lila say that? Lila was, Angel tells them they'll be corrupted if they go for a tour. So everyone goes for a tour. Fred's guide is Webbs from Buffyland. He but he seems to have forgotten that he's not a genius scientist, and he's also supposed to be a vampire. Buffy dusted. So there's that. Using the same actors. Confusion. Mm-hmm. Chaos. Did Wesley turn into 007? He punches out a defective watcher, defected watcher, and then Mission Impossibles into the ceiling. Gunn sees a panther. Angel wants to turn down the evil law firm, but Lila gives him the crucial necklace that Buffy needs to save the entire world. So he drops it on the ground. <laughs> He's then tempted by news that he could learn where his son and Cordelia are, but he decides no. He has principles. Cue news footage of Angel's missing son strapping bombs on people in a mall. Angel throws his principles out the necro-tinted window and goes to the mall. Angel punches Connor in the face. There's a white flash, and oops, Angel changed the world. No one remembers Connor because he's not Angel's son anymore, but the son of a functional, happy family, apparently deep in the woods. And now Angel owns Wolfram and Hart, and he even has more, and he has even more emotional baggage. That sounds crazy. Great job. Stacia wrote that Angel update for us. What a crazy show. Yeah. uh, Lila was like, Buffy's facing an apocalypse, and this is the thing she needs to um, save the world. And he was like, this stupid necklace, Buffy's fine, and just (laughs) drops it on the floor. And then she's like, well, what if I can tell you where your son is? And he was like, well, then maybe, but no. (laughs) And that's literally it. It's like doesn't come back in the end. They don't talk about it. And then he's just like, hello, I'm in Sunnydale. Yeah. I, well, I think that he's got the envelope with the necklace in it in the limo as he's spying on uh, Connor. But Maybe. that's it. That's it. That's the tie-in. But they don't say anything. No, they, absolutely not. No. Nope. Your logic does not resemble our Earth logic. Okay, well, now that we know what happened in Angel, that was deeply relevant. Uh, it, I mean, I guess it will be more relevant to the next episode when we actually see the necklace that he has. So Maybe. Uh, tell me about what happened in this episode, please, Stacia. Buffy yanks a big red axe out of a little rock. Mm. Caleb is flabbergasted that him digging a powerful Slayer weapon out of solid rock backfired somehow. (laughs) Before Buffy can really put the fear of God into Caleb, she has to go because Faith got blown up. Luckily, only nameless potentials we don't care about are dead, so it's almost like there aren't any casualties. (laughs) To add injury to injury, the survivors are attacked by a Terracon. Good thing Buffy somehow knows exactly where to find them, and now that she has a kick-ass new red axe and a can-do attitude, she easily takes down the Uber vamps and saves the day. Back at home, everyone is frantically tending to the wounded. Luckily, a super powerful witch with proven healing powers is in the house, and she's... Wait, I'm getting an update. (laughs) She's not using those powers to heal people. (laughs) At least she's got the next best thing, a wet washcloth to dab wounds with. Thank God. Anya and Andrew shore up their nerves with some single malt antiseptic and make a plan to raid the hospital for medical supplies. Upstairs, Giles, Willow, and Buffy postulate that the Red Axe is a mystic ancient slayer weapon, and they dive into deep research mode. When Googling and books come up short, Willow picks up the axe and uses her powerful magic to tap into the axe's magic. What's that? (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry, Willow is just holding the axe. (laughs) Luckily, she sits back down at her computer and immediately finds an entry about the axe, a hieroglyphic that was all over ancient Egypt. Buffy pulls Xander aside and gives him a secret, important mission. We don't have to wait too long to see Xander kidnap Dawn and drive away. Kidnap! Uh-oh, did the first get to him somehow? Is your morality only stored in your left eye? (laughs) (laughs) It's just Buffy's secret mission. She decides instead of having to choose between the world and her sister again, she'll just take her sister out of the equation. Back at the vineyard, Caleb gets a good, thorough entering from the first Mm. and comes out with that post-merge glow. 
Good merging is all he needs to have enough chutzpah to go up against Buffy and her axe. Buffy decides maybe it's time to update the other Slayer that she's discovered a secret ancient Slayer weapon meant just for them. Poor Faith immediately vibes with the weapon and then realizes it's not meant for her. But that's okay because Buffy's moved back in and has taken up the mantle as the Slayer once again. The one and only. Spike comes to the house to find a victorious Buffy, but feels stiffed after she fled from their shared bed in the wee morning hours. He tells Buffy that it was the most meaningful night of his life. Buffy, not one to leave anyone hanging, reluctantly agrees that, yeah, maybe she enjoyed it too. (laughs) (laughs) It was fine or whatever. (laughs) Anya and Andrew successfully break into the hospital and steal everything they can get their hands on while discussing the specter of imminent death. Where they're both growing as formerly evil, now good people, there's only so much they can handle before they have to break the tension with a wheelchair fight. You know how I said that the hieroglyphic for the axe was drawn all over ancient Egypt? Well, good news that the answer is a little closer to home. Buffy <laughs> breaks into a crypt at one of the graveyards to find an old witch who's all, yes, it's me. I made the axe and I put it in rock and then drew pictures of it all over Egypt for reasons. <laughs> Before Buffy can get the entire detail download, Caleb's hands slither through the curtain behind the old woman and break her neck. Caleb is ready to take down the Slayer. It's time. He starts to give Buffy a run for her money when an insulted vampire comes to her rescue. Spike. Oh. I'm getting confirmation that here it's Angel. Angel comes out of nowhere just in time to give Caleb a solid punch to the face. Angel steps back and admiringly admiringly watches Buffy gut Caleb like a fish. The music swells and they passionately kiss. In a dark corner, Spike watches seething. Oh, so he was watching the entire time and didn't help Buffy? Stay tuned to find out next week, maybe. You look good. You look timely. And not so good. Heard maybe you needed a hand. This show's silly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so silly. Uh, let's have some facts, shall we? Uh, this is the first time that Buffy and Angel have met face-to-face since their off-screen meeting after season six is flooded. So the first time we've actually seen them together uh, in a while. So Marty Noxon yeah. was originally supposed to write this episode, but she was working as a writer and an EP on another project, a Fox Network pilot for a little show called Still Life, which I'm sure everyone has heard of. Right? Still life, you guys know? Is it? With Paris Hilton? Nope. Is it about a mortician? Nope. That show was developed by 20th Century Fox Television and sold to the Fox Network, who optioned an initial six episodes in 2003. However, Fox canceled the series without airing a single episode. The series would have starred David Keith, not to be confused with Keith David, Susanna Thompson, Bryce Johnson, Audrey Marie Anderson, uh, Jeanette Brox, Chad Faust, most importantly, Marina Baccarin, and... Jensen Ackles. I don't know. Jensen Ackles is pretty important. Yeah. You don't know how many times I've looked up and thought I saw you. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. You? Mm-mm. You smell the same. I hope it's a good thing. It's you. It's funny the things you remember about a person. The premise of the show is a Knuckles fan. <laughs> <laughs> the premise of the show centered on the untimely death of police officer Jake Morgan, played by Bryce Johnson, who yeah. was killed on his first day as a cop. The series is narrated posthumously by the character Jake and chronicles the life of his family as they try to cope with his loss or their loss, their loss of him. So that didn't go. Can we watch it now somewhere? Cops, no. no offense. It's just like just never. It's crazy. It's lost media. Yeah, lost media gone. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. and it's there are pictures. So at least the pilot was made. They optioned six episodes, but I I don't think that six were made. Or they might have been. They were probably at least in, in various states of production. Like that, they probably had scripts for them. They had titles for all of them. So the TV is off. What? What people? 
Well, on the Marty Knoxon, while on the Marty Knoxon subject, when End of Days was first announced, many fan sites claimed that Marty Knoxon would be playing The Last Guardian, which we know didn't happen because we live in the future. Though it would have been a baller move to be like, I'm way too busy to write this episode, sorry guys, and then turn around and do a guest acting spot. So, uh, missed so opportunity great. for her. <laughs> I'm sorry. What's your name? Buffy. No, really. If you pretend that Joss Whedon stopped making stuff in 2010, End of Days features the lead actors from every one of his shows. Sarah Michelle Gellar as Buffy, obviously. David Boreanaz as Angel, obviously. Nathan Fillion, Malcolm Reynolds, and Firefly. And Eliza Dushku played Echo in Dollhouse. They're all here. They're all here. Again, if you pretend that he didn't make anything after 2010. Uh, in a post on our bad history. I mean, I never watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't think I ever saw a single episode. Did you? What if I pretended mm-hmm. that Joss Whedon didn't make anything past 2003? Are they all here? <laughs> no, they're not. Oh, oh, Eliza Dushku. But, well, I guess Eliza Dushku would be the only one out because uh, Firefly aired in 2003 also. So. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. In a post on Our Bad History titled, Giles from Buffy the Vampire Slayer is full of it, user Quarar says that Giles' exp- <laughs> explanation of hieroglyphics and the exact meaning of the mm- Sickle shape is inaccurate and a huge oversimplification of Egyptian hieroglyphics in general. But the other history nerds on the thread rightly pointed out that Giles wasn't talking about only Egyptian hieroglyphics. And more importantly, that this is a fantasy TV show rife with contradictions and its own made-up lore. So, of course, they made some shit up. My favorite comment in the thread came from user Bordicus. Uh, quote, to be fair, Giles was part of the Watcher's Council, not the Reader's Council or the Teacher's Council. Also, I'm pretty sure that website they were looking at never really existed. So thank you for that. User board. <laughs> I'm not done with this. Don't you worry. Before you go laughing, <laughs> quote, off of bad history, I would direct you to their other post about Buffy Shotty's facts that are way more over the top. That is way more over the top. Titled, to everyone's surprise, Buffy the Vampire Slayer is not always the most accurate source of history. Quarter goes on a 700-word cited tear about the inaccuracies of the weather in Dublin on Christmas Day in 1838 that features in a flashback during Season 3's amends. The final sentence of his post boldly states, Buffy the Vampire Slayer should not be relied on as a source of information about the climate of mid-19th century Ireland. This guy's my fucking hero. And I don't know who spent their time more wisely, that guy for writing it or me for reading it. Okay, let's not lie. We both know that you're Quarrar. <laughs> no, I'm not the history person. This is some Daniel shit. That is not me. You know, getting the weather wrong, that's fine. I mean, I love pedantic shit. That's so great good. stuff. But, um, so good. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter, really. It's not a question mark. It's the international phonetics alphabet symbol for glottal stop. It's time for some trivia. Fingers on buzzers, please. And thank you. Yep, great, great. You can't because oh. you're holding your mic. There you go. <laughs> He's got two hands. I, I have two hands. Dear God. Thank you. <laughs> the episode Home, the season four finale of Angel, aired on May 7th, 2003, oh. a full two weeks before our episode, leaving David Boreanaz, the actor, and Angel, the character, free to return to Sunnydale in End of Days. This marks the first appearance of Captain Forehead in our one Starbucks town sitch. Which episode? Yes, Stacia. <laughs> Endless. That's not the name of an episode of Buffy the Empire Slayer. <laughs> that is not ever. I'm going to say Pangs. I'm going to go way back. Ooh, season four. Nice. Nice. He was in Pangs. Uh, another word for Endless could be the title of the actual episode. Infinity. Forever. No. Forever. <gasps> there you go. Season five's Forever. He and Buffy 
uh, hang out in the cemetery briefly after oh, Joyce's yeah, death. Oh, yeah, they do. In, oh, that's right. Fuck. I know. So close. When you said endless, I was like, close. Well, so, um, spoiler alert, I read these, just the first one, before she, like, marked out where the answer is, and I swear to God, the answer was endless, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You that's had why an I edge. said that. Even had an edge. I told you I wouldn't remember. You're right. Question number two. Final question. <laughs> In end of days, we casually confirm... Yeah, buzzers up. God. In end of days, we casually confirm that Miss Kitty Fantastico experienced a brutal off-screen death. R.I.P. Miss Kitty Fantastico. We barely knew you. Like, really, Willow and Tara first discussed getting a kitten in New Moon Rising, but the black and white furball only appeared in three episodes after that. Can you name those three episodes? Full, full moon, moon setting. Okay, well, New Moon Rising doesn't count. That's when they first talk about it. And I did just say the name of that episode, so no. It's the three that she's what, in What episode that. is New Moon Rising? That's that's 4.15? Uh, 4.15 or 4.16. Yeah, um, so it's late. Yeah. So I mean, we're talking like the 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 back end of season four. Correct. Um, omens. Fuck. Also, not the name of nope. a Buffy the Vampire. A Halloween. <laughs> that is, but that's in season that's two. Season two. Um, and the witch. I love this energy. <laughs> I love it. Close. Those are all good. Daniel, what do you got? Oh God, I mean, I'm trying to think of season four at the end. The initiative. Um, Soldier Go Go Boy. No, I no I and team. <laughs> Those that's four sixteen. Like I mean, Forrest go uh, home. No I and team. All right, it is two Forces season four episodes Ferrari. and one season five episode, if that helps even a little. The gift. Not the gift. The body. <laughs> Not the body. <laughs> What's the day after the body? <laughs> Forever. Forever. We just went over this. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. I What's love it. the first? Uh, Buffy versus Dracula. No. I'm going to have to put you out of your misery <laughs> unless you have it. Oh, oh. Guess. If Frosh Week. Frosh Prime, Week. I mean, Bad Roommate. Name them all. Primeval. <laughs> no. Restless. Restless is one of them. Uh, four eighteen is where the wild things are. Adam and Eve. Four seventeen. Adam and Eve. Don't remember. Four sixteen is the Hawaiian team. Goodbye, Iowa. The one you're missing. Yeah, four dancing go around home. it. The Yoko Factor. Ah. The Yoko Factor. Restless and Family. Um, season five. Oh, the of course, episode. The terror episode. Okay, I'm pretty sure I nailed it when I said the witch. I mean, you got them all. You, you were really. I think when you said the omen, that was it. That was it. We're done. Uh, that should be a Buffy episode. Those were tough ones. Yeah, I know, right? Those were tough ones. That so was hard. You did your best. That was good. But R.I.P. Miss Kitty Fantastic. I know. We brought her up fuck? on the show here. Didn't remember that. Uh, yeah, Dawn killed her. Brutal. I don't leave crossbows around all willy nilly. Not since that time when Miss Kitty Fantastico. Okay, finally we can talk about this episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Tell me what you thought about it. I really just want to read what your initial thoughts are and steal them from you. Go for it. Um, no. Uh, I, you know, this episode's fine. I think it's been stronger than the last couple of episodes. Um, unlike Daniel, I disagree. I think The Guardian is absolutely tragic, and I wish that <laughs> she had never shown her face on this show. Would it have made a difference if she was played by Marty Noxon? Not even a little. <laughs> I still would have, I still would have hated it. I completely forgot that Angel is the one that brings the necklace. I swear to God that that guardian woman gave them something, and then she was just like, "No, I'm an old witch that put a knife in a rock three thousand years ago." <laughs> and like, I knew the world was ending, but didn't find you and tell you about this. I was just waiting for you to come to my crypt. Yep. Whatever. Yep. Um. Aside from that, though, I think that um. 
you know, the scenes with Anya and Andrew are cute. They're, like, good comic relief. Mm. That moment when um, Willow says, so Scythe really does matter, and Giles is like, I'm not talking to you. And then Buffy and Willow exchange that little look that felt very, like, season two. That was, like, a very cute, like, our friends are back together again moment. So I liked that. Um, I think those are my thoughts. Excellent thoughts. Daniel? Yeah, I mean, my thoughts are I can't say that I'm shocked. The Buffy playbook is pretty specific in that it ramps up at the end of the show. We go through the valley. We come back up to the heights. Um, The only season that really betrays this, ironically enough, probably you could make the case for the best season, season five, Weight of the World, one of the worst episodes of the show, is the penultimate episode. It's (laughs) terrible. It's absolutely fucking dog shit. This, I was expecting to be bad because we've been on a bad tear. Mm -hmm. It was okay. I'm with Seisha. It was like, this is a fine episode of Buffy. Things are okay. Um, The Guardian, as a concept, I absolutely hate. I think Mm -hmm. that it's like really cheap and really dumb. Why is Caleb there? Where's How is he? Like, time? was Caleb hiding behind her? I, Did she not know what? there has to be only one entrance into this tomb? You live for fucking ten thousand years and you get got by like a weirdo dude. Like, what are we talking about? What, what have you been doing for this whole time? I, yeah, it's really it, too many questions. Um, so I didn't like that. I don't like any of it. Um, even the reveal of like the the shadow men became the watchers mm-hmm. became you know. The, well, the Watchers, that's it. The Shadow Man became mm, the Watchers. Mm-hmm. That's not really that interesting. Like, fine. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. They had to start somewhere. Mm. Whatever. Um, <laughs> this this episode was good because it did the thing we've been craving this whole time, which is, like, dialogue with our friends. Right. Buffy doesn't have dialogue with everybody. But, like, with Andrew and Anya, great stuff. I, I really love that scene. And it didn't have to involve Buffy. Personally, I would have enjoyed Buffy having conversation with everybody, but... It was nice to have the Xander conversation. It was nice for Willow to talk to Giles. Yeah. It's just it's like we're kind of we're getting to what we've wanted, which is mm-hmm. our friends talking to our friends. And when the show started though, this episode started with so much initiative, not initiative, so much of the um potentials. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be potential heavy. I thought we were really leaning into it. I was about to, you know, I was really nervous, but I'm glad they sort of like pushed that aside. And even Buffy talking to Faith was really nice. Yeah. You know, and the cliffhanger at the end was Spike. I think that's an amazing season finale moment. Um, We know how it all turns out, but I forgot that they let on like, oh, yeah, she's making out with Angel. And Mm. what's Spike going to do, especially with the first right now that Caleb's gone? Mm. Great stuff. Great stuff. And I'm I'm excited to see how that uh, pans out because I forget. So I... I agree that I'm so stoked we got to hang out with our friends, uh, you know, and even Buffy's moment with Xander. It was all, it all mm-hmm. felt very early seasons. It was mm-hmm. nice. It was so refreshing to see Giles and Willow interact like they used to, like mm-hmm. a mentor student relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my, I like the Guardian stuff. My, my gripe with, with everybody being friends again and my gripe with the Guardian is the same. The timing is bullshit. This is bullshit. Um, so let's just dive right into that. It, I mean, it is weird because you would think that even if Buffy's like Buffy's back, that she would still have negative feelings towards her friends who just kicked her out the night before. Yeah. And like now you're going to trust them to do all these things you need. Oh. Yeah. What the hell? And perhaps you can beat back the rising dark one way or another. It can only mean an end is truly near. I'm sorry, I didn't catch that last part on account of her neck snapping and all. Did she say the end is near or here? 
the God from the machine, which is what the direct translation of Deus Ex Machina is. I thought it was God in the machine, but the semantics, right? The God of the machine. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Mm. So clearly we're not stoked about the Guardian because it immediately is like, why now? (laughs) I have died twice. (laughs) Like, where the fuck were you? This is bizarre. Why is it in Sunnydale? Well, the first thing is, Mm -hmm. why now? Stacia, are there any reasons beyond the show is ending as to why now? I don't think there's any reason as to why now because in the end the Guardian didn't do anything. That's true. She just kind of like gave her. Like I mean, a- if you took that entire scene out, bloop, nothing's changed. That is absolutely true. It's really embarrassing. I, I think that this is supposed to be the show again doing what it's done all season, where it's telling us how scary the first is, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is another way. Like there's a lady that's been living in a pyramid in Sunnydale for six thousand million years. For and reasons. She didn't, didn't come out until right now because things are so fucking scary, which is annoying. Just like it's been all season. So if that's it, then okay, sure. Did you think it would have been better if they would have just not done it? Just excised that scene? Like if you're gonna give us this tasty little lore nugget that yeah. means nothing because it's the end of the show. Would be better not I to have cut it. it out. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way for us to talk about this without talking about our entire season of watching the show where we wrote better episodes, right. you know, and not to beat the point in. It's it's really tough because this is really bad. <laughs> she could have just gone to go see Caleb and mm-hmm. fought him. That's fine. Nothing. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not going to invest anything into that or into the Watchers, the Council, which has been my critique this whole time, why are we not interrogating what a Slayer is? If you're not interested in doing that, then don't pretend that you are. You you would he would have been better off just not never mention it. Yeah. That maybe it's something for the comics, something yeah, that you want to write cool. about later on. But don't don't you don't you obviously do not care about that kind of shit because you, you don't invest any time into it. So why now? The, for, for five minutes? The other know, thing like, I can no. think is that Joss was so into the idea of the weapon itself because he, he used it in Frey. Like, he th- first thought of it for Frey. And he was so, like, yeah. really, really wanting an element of that comic to end up in Buffy somehow that he was like, we got to get the axe in there. Let's make up some bullshit. But you could still have the axe without having the Guardian. I don't know. Stacia, what are you going to say? Oh, well, I have a couple of jumbled thoughts. But, like, one is it feels like the Guardian wasn't – because it feels like the Guardian should have given her something. Should have been the, the guardian of the thing, yeah. not yeah. just like a guardian guarding nothing, yeah. right? Like even just her name is weird. Yeah. Um, like yeah, she no. should be guarding the necklace, but then they realize like, oh well, Angel could come and give her the necklace, and that's better. And mm-hmm. so like now we have to sort of force all of these pieces, you know. And we need Buffy right. to go to the wine cellar to justify her wanting to go to the wine cellar, so she's not a bad slayer. So she has to find the axe there, but then she has to get the necklace from Angel, and now we have the scene where we're going to have this cool watcher lady, and now she's got nothing to watch. <laughs> so we'll just yeah. have her talk about what happened 12,000 years ago. So I know the show yeah, <laughs> demands a lot of us. So. Mm-hmm. Um, it does. But sometimes it's so outside of reality. You know, that's always the balancey act with fantasy and sci-fi anyway. It's like you don't want to go so far out of reality that it pulls people out. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that that pyramid is in Sunnydale really, really, I think, is fucking egregious. Um, I think it's fine. You know, the 1920s had this whole, like, Egyptian revival. I could definitely see a tomb like that existing in Sunnydale. The fact that it's not a common haunt for teenagers who want to go and get drunk is Mm. untenable. (laughs) That would be, like, a cool place to go hang out. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Yeah, okay, so I see what you're saying. Like, somebody who was obsessed... With the Egypt in in the twenties, they're like, I yeah. want my tomb to look like a fucking exactly. pyramid. Exactly. Oh, I think that would be that would actually track so much better than 
you start to get into the history stuff. Yeah. You, know, you have Giles being like, oh, is it pagan? Well, that's that means nothing in Native America. Yeah. And then saying Native American. And then we just. And then she says no. <laughs> Move on. And it's like, well, fair enough. And it's, it's none of those things for sure. Because you can't right, historically right, even right. try to back that shit up. But like, I love that idea. That like this all sort of stems from the 1920s, and even the Guardian being something that moves constantly with mm. the Slayers mm. and finding a place to be comfortable, and she just found Sunnydale to be pretty cool, and then I whatever, or she knows the Hellmouth is here, whatever. Yeah, you know, something. you can make up a ton yeah. of reasons. This idea that she's been here, and there are Native people and Spanish and English and French they're just hanging out and she's just what b- in below this the Egyptian ground, pyramid <laughs> it's unbelievable shit I and mean, then, it's like, so stupid why would it be an Egyptian pyramid are you saying you're from Egypt and then you traveled all the way over here when there weren't any roads and there's no people there's no infrastructure there's no food mm-hmm. to build your Egyptian pyramid in Sunnydale because you knew that in like 40,000 years that a slayer would be here uh-huh. and instead of just keeping the axe in your house and like dusting it once in a while you just somehow embed it in rock uh-huh. and then put a wine cellar on top uh-huh. yeah it's real bad people were not even in North America in the west coast I mean well, she back was. in the day we learned about the Bering <laughs> I know the Bering Land Bridge but today we believe that it's about 20,000 years or whatever but like yeah so you're just here and with no one just putting Communing with fucking nature. axes into rocks mm-hmm. like what are we doing yeah. It was happening out in the hallway. Principal Snyder has walked like an Egyptian stuck in his head. And the boys of this school are seriously disturbed. I mean, uh, Mexico, man, the Mayans had pyramids. You could have made her like Mayan. You don't Mm -hmm. have to make her fucking Egyptian. That's stupid. Well, the hieroglyphics, Uh Daniel. Ah, aha. It's not Egyptian. It's Etruscan, mistaken for Egyptian by the design pattern. But any fool can see it predates their iconology. But as the history nerds pointed out on that post, they were like pictographs, pictures. Like, that's not unique. And, and Giles says it's and not it's unique not. to, to yeah. Egyptians. So why do we have to make a tiny Luxor? So his glottal stop, I don't know if you have more information about this, but I, I took a linguistics class you know, in college and the glottal stop, it's a thing. I wish we did a little bit more on the glottal stop. But it's like what it, that symbol doesn't mean what it would to, I don't know, an Egyptian or somebody even earlier than the 30s or whatever. So... And also, who made that logo for the website to put it on as a clickable <laughs> fucking... Like, there's so many questions that I have. Yep. I hate it. And it's not a great time, given that the show ends next episode, to bring up all these questions. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I am kind of curious if... I mean, I've only read season eight and part of season nine. I don't... They don't really revisit any of this, because Sunnydale's a fucking crater in the ground. But I wonder if it ever pays off, and I... I highly do. Oh, well. I don't think we ever hey, talk about it. It's something to look forward to. Honestly. Absolutely. Because, yeah, they all leave, right? They all just leave. Yeah. So. There's just a hole in the ground. Everything's horrible. Yep. Many of these girls will die. Slaughterhouse is what it is. What? Oh. Trying to talk will just kill you sooner. The thing that the Guardian says in the scene that could have been removed, which may be the reason why the scene exists, but it could still absolutely be removed, is she says, quote, this is a powerful weapon, but you already have weapons. Use it wisely and perhaps you can beat back the rising dark one way or the other. It can only mean an end is truly near. Yeah, I hated that. I mean, I like that they intentionally wrote the word, like, they said an end instead of the end. I mean, Caleb came up and was like, did she say the end is near or the end is here? But because, as we know, the first does get beaten back in the next episode, but it's not like vanquished. It's not truly dead. It's not truly ended. It's just stopped, right? 
And we know that the Slayer line will change, which is an end of the Slayer line as we know it, but it's not an end for good. So saying like right. an end is coming is nice instead of being like, this is the end. It's the last fight. It's the I, I did like that. But what is the Guardian implying here by saying you already have weapons? Is she saying this is just an axe and you don't need another axe? Or you already possess something that can win the fight? Stacia, what do you think is meant by this comment? Well, I have to say that if the Guardian made the special axe to have magical powers, she didn't do a great job of explaining to Buffy what those magical powers are. Yeah. So I think shit. it's just the stupid fucking axe. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I think it's friendship. And I think it's her, I think it's Spike. Friendship I think it's, is magic. It That's is. That's always been at the core of the show, right? We talk about that again and again, is that Buffy's different because she has friends, even though then we always repeat the thing of, the Slayer's always alone. But I'm different because I have yeah. friends, well, but the Slayer's always alone. Um, what do you think, Kelly? Well, is, I think... Is the weapon friendship or... Secret no. third answer, because it's what turns out to be true, I think that she doesn't need the scythe because it's a weapon. She needs it because Willow needs it for the spell. Um... And, you know, she's like a mystic whatever, whatever, so they can't just speak plainly, so they have to say bullshit vague. This might happen, and if I keep it vague enough, it will definitely happen because, you know, one day you will go for a walk. Gotcha! You walked home, and therefore it is true. Um, if that is the case, though, if that's what she meant by that, mm -hmm. doesn't that kind of not have anything to do with Buffy at all? Because it's Willow that no. changes the world forever. Mm -hmm. So this lady's mm -hmm. been hiding in a crypt in Sunnydale for eight bajillion years, not waiting for a slayer, but waiting for Willow, if that's the case. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean for the show? Well, Stacia, do you think that that's, one, true? And two, if it is, what does that mean for the show, Buffy the Vampire Slayer? I guess we should rename it Willow the Vampire Slayer. We should. Let's go. Willow the Mega Witch. Let's fucking go. <laughs> uh, Daniel, do you think that that might be what she's referring to in her vague, like, you don't, you already have all the weapons you need or whatever the fuck she says? Well, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, that's cool. If, if that's true, I kind of forget what Willow does exactly. I forget what Willow does, too. To she uses the, the axe as, like, a, a spell ingredient, basically. That's why she's able to unlock the, all, the, all the slayers. That's why we're. Oh, oh, she's the one that does it. Yeah, Fuck yeah, let's go. Right. Uh, very cool. Uh, okay, I mean, the fact that it has I mean, to do with slayers gives the guardian a little bit more of an in, um, like, instead of just like magic stuff. She unlocks the slayers, but like, is that really the reason why they stopped the apocalypse, or is it because Spike turns into the literal sun? I mean, that's what I mean. Like, um, what what is the real answer? <laughs> the potentials turning into slayers, I think, just like lessen the casualty count of the potentials. Yeah, maybe she is just saying, but you already have weapons and you don't really need this because what you really need is the necklace that I could be guarding because my name is the Guardian, but I don't have it. Your boyfriend I don't has guard it. Anything. <laughs> he's standing right there. <laughs> he's standing right there. <laughs> he's actually he's he came right there. to me before. Took it. No, he, he's just being coy. He's just hidden over there. <laughs> Ridiculous. Protus was on its way to Funky Town, but. Oh, traffic case. Um, um, the original, the biggest bad, the most awful, the first. Through the Buffy Ghost, the first says to Caleb, when this is all over and our armies spring forth, and our will, what the fuck? When this is all over and our armies spring forth, and our will sweeps the world, I will be able to enter every man, woman, and child on this earth just as I enter you, giggity. During this season, we have been trying to ascertain how the first works and what its ultimate goal is besides ending the Slayer line. I take this to mean that the writers are saying, yeah, they just want to take over the world. <laughs> Does this give us any more insight onto what the first wants? I thought the first was already in everyone. Right. N knew everything everyone was doing. We're back. We're back to what is the first? How do you stop it? What is evil? Is everyone doing it harder by accident all the time? What is going on? 
Also, if what you want to do is enter every man, woman, and child, which you should go to jail for, um, <laughs> why are you bringing out like a whole fucking army of Turrican to kill them all? Yes, exactly. Like, That's a good point. That's a great point. I wish that there was a depiction of evil that like was more coherent than these people, which really it makes it really doesn't make any sense. Well, it's like one of those like you know rules of writing is that when you have a villain like the least interesting thing for a villain to do is just to be evil for the sake of being evil Which and this then feels like what they're and doing. then literally uh joss whedon was like i take that bet <laughs> <laughs> uh and then you know wrote this whole did this whole season about the first which is just evil being evil because evil is evil and what does evil do except it evils yeah and yeah. so it's yeah. just like very frustrating and vague and uncompelling and like okay what's with the axe thing i took it from caleb might be important let's hope yeah everybody else had had a motive right yeah. the, the master wanted to get free from hell yeah. um angel wanted to suck everything into hell because he was bored angel was bored i mean that's still a good reason he just wanted to have yeah. a party the mayor just wanted to be a big snake he just wanted to be a big unkillable snake <laughs> we that's love fine it. we love, love it. it adam again you know he's just like a weird science experiment and he's just operating from a strange position because like, what is humanity yeah exactly who am i <laughs> glory wants to go home willow wants revenge on the whole world for her Girlfriend's That's murder. why I think Angel and Spike are so indelible to Buffy is because we spend so much time with them. And I think a lot of care has been put into those characters to yeah. make them so iconic. And and they deal with those exact big topics that we talk about right here uh, where they're evil, but they're good. And it's interesting. It's great. So maybe they feel it's redundant to do it again with another bad guy. They just want a big bad to be bad. That's fine. Whatever. But it would be cool to maybe kind of do that you know, better. Have a, a gray area, right? I mean, Willow is probably your gray area, right? Yeah. I mean, that's where you probably get the most gray. The rest of them are pretty black and white. <laughs> There's baddies. You got to kill them. I think that you can do the cartoon thing, evil for evil's sake, if you do it well, which is the other big critique we've had of this season, too. Like, you keep telling yeah. us how bad he is, but like, or how bad the yeah, first yeah, yeah. is, but you're not really doing dick. And you set it up so hard. Like, it really makes. We talked about it in lessons because Joss Whedon himself said it. Like, he wrote lessons and wrote Chosen. That's all he really thought about. He wanted a cool line at the end. It's about power. And he made it seem like we were going to wind that, really wind that through the season. You know, I made it one of my little watches, trying to help it along. But we didn't do that. If if we were trying to really hammer home power and manipulation of people, you know, utilizing that power for evil because you are evil, other than Spike, we didn't do a great job. I mean, we got Andrew to kill... Jonathan, those are two cool things, but keep doing it. Like, if we are trying to make this evil seem omnipresent, persistent, crushing to everything around it, get uh, someone needs to be under the thumb every fucking episode and tortured. Not like literally, but like mm-hmm. fucking emotionally tortured. We got to do it. Let's do it. And I know I get you can't get all the big badge of the prior cast from other seasons that are dead. You just pick randos. It could be even the monster of the week is another rando who's being tortured by the first and they're fucking shooting up something or they're like, you know, summoning demons because they're being manipulated. We didn't do any fun monster of the week shit and we didn't do any cool serial first shit. I mean, we did do that date 
with Xander. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, that's, yep, you're right. But that wasn't even yeah. really a motivation of the first. It was just like, I feel stuff. That was her, like, things are trum- like, rumbling, but it wasn't a direct manipulation by. No, she wasn't directly manipulated by, but it was tied into the first. Like, mm-hmm. that was why she chose to do that. Right, to the seal, yeah. Yeah. So there but was I, I, I agree. I think it would have been nice if we could have had more effects like to have seen it spread throughout like less this oh everyone's fleeing the town for reasons and more like actual functional monsters getting scared out of their wits and doing things that they wouldn't normally do and like that kind of stuff because the 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 first is so evil that even evil things are scared of it right if i i tried something big i'd change and and then it's all black hair and and veins and, and lightning bolts I can hardly do a locator spell without getting dark roots. Okay. Spike. In Fool for Love, Spike says that killing a slayer during the Boxer Rebellion was the best night of his life. This has now been supplanted by a night of being close with the Buffster. What a great and succinct way to show Spike's arc. Even before the giant self-sacrifice of the next episode, we've gone from the best thing that ever happened to him was he got to kill another person, and now the best thing that ever happened to him was that he got to cuddle somebody he likes. Uh, hmm. That's a big change. That's a big change. So we know Spike is in love with Buffy. He has been for a long time, went and got a soul for her, all that good stuff. And Buffy admits in this episode that she felt something too that night with the cuddling, which was, I think, just last night. (laughs) Um, So what is holding her back from making Spike her boyfriend? Is it just bad timing? Like, you know, she would broach the subject, but there's an apocalypse happening now. Stacia, do you think that's what it is? I don't know. I mean, they broke up for reasons. They did. So I guess those reasons aren't resolved. Yeah. I mean, she's totally fair to not want to trust Mr. Attempted Rape, one. And two, they broke up before that because she they had a toxic relationship. But I think, you know, things have changed. I don't know. Daniel, do you think that it's a timing thing or that maybe she's actually just not interested in pursuing a relationship with him at all? I mean, she kind of implied in the kitchen that we'll revisit this later and i think spike demurred in the best way that i think most people would do which is like yeah yeah yeah. we'll be heroes and we'll we'll get it done knowing that i could die and it's best if we just don't broach it we've done it we we have broached enough right here yeah and if we do die and this is the end of our lives then we left it in a pretty good place now will they explore it later on well We'll have to wait for the comics to see that. But we will. But it's all about Angel. And I think that's like that's probably the best part about this episode is that Angel literally shows up and makes out. And it is is the one thing that Spike probably I mean, in my head as a viewer, I would say Spike cannot abide by this. So this I am fearful of what Spike is going to do. Because do I really trust Mr. Attempted Rape? Do I really trust his soul? Do I trust that he doesn't hate Angel, do I trust all of that stuff? I think that's what we're supposed to go into with mm-hmm. the final episode. What's Spike going to do? Very interesting that that's like our final dilemma. What is Spike going to do? Yeah. Well, what do you think? Do you think that this is something that would push him over the edge, that he's going to like go ape shit? Or... Would have. I think he definitely would have. I mean, oh, a yeah. different. Yeah. Season two, three, four, five, six. Yes. <laughs> but not seven. No. I mean, I know what happens, obviously. But like, no, no. I, I genuinely believe him. I mean, all these moments this this season have been so 
wonderful. I mean, everything with Spike is the best part about this this season. Mm-hmm. Honestly, he's he's really interesting, and even the Mister Attempted Rape part I think is really important. That being an element of it as well is it, it's a very traumatic thing, and I I like that Buffy doesn't you know forgive and forget and we just move on. It's that you know Spike is atoning for probably not just her but like how many other people has this yeah. happened to and what does that even mean i mean the show can't even possibly broach that subject but what does it mean to atone for your your crimes mm-hmm. i love it yeah it's i think we're supposed to use buffy as uh a measuring stick for spike in a way like that she went through this thing that was horribly traumatic and she is acknowledging and has all season recognized that he is different and gotten into fights with Giles about it and like stood up for him time and time again. So this person that was attacked by Spike is sticking up for him because she really believes it. And I think that, you know, that's, they did a really great job getting us back on his side and they did it through Buffy because they had to, um, you know, I, I remember season six and early season seven, and we were just like, "How do you get over this? How do we get past this?" And they like, he's different. They did. Is that fair that he got to fucking Ben in Black? You know, mind wipe himself and turn into a different person? I, maybe not, but this is a show with magic, and it did happen. And you have to like, and he still feels terrible about it. It's not like he has no guilt. Yeah. It's not like he got to really just lose those memories, and mm-hmm. it's Buffy's burden to bear. You're dope. I'm a what? You're dope, and a bonehead, and you're shirty. Have you gone completely keratop? Do you see this? This may actually help me fight my war. This might be the key to everything. And the reason I'm holding it is because of you. Because of the strength that you gave me last night. I am tired of defensiveness and and weird mixed signals. You know what? I have faith for that. Let's just get to the truth here, okay? I I don't know how you felt about last night, but I will not... Terrified. Uh, Do you think... That Buffy and Angel hook up every time they see each other? Yes. I mean, as much as they can. Hundo. 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 Oh, yeah, I forgot about the soul thing. I was like, they're fucking every time they're meeting off screen. Oh, wait, they can't. But Spike can't, right? Like, they can do it and he won't lose his soul. Spike and Angel can have sex and Angel doesn't lose his soul? Well, I think Spike could have sex with Angel, no problem, and he won't lose his soul. But (laughs) But Spike, because Spike wasn't cursed. Yeah, Spike can't lose his soul. Man, just just better boyfriend. Just better boyfriend. Sorry, Buffy. So hang on, he can still lose his soul as to this moment? Yeah. Angel? Angel well, can... I mean, he can lose his soul from a moment of perfect happiness. Mm-hmm. So, oh, so he can like masturbate, but he's not happy. Well, yeah, so he could happiness. have sex with other women, too. The thing was that having sex with Buffy was m- perfect happiness. But who knows if that's changed? Right, I think they even make that a... That could be like a moving goalpost, right? A of, joke like, on what Angel. What is your... Yeah. Because it's like Cordelia has a thing for him, and it's mm-hmm. like, wouldn't it be gutting if he didn't lose his soul? I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he's uh, he's still a liability, as always. Angel's only one second from turning into Angelus at any given moment. <laughs> Fucking loose Spike cannon. Is the best normal person. <laughs> yeah. Spike. Turns out, great guy. Oh, no. So, finally, what the hell happened? Buffy sends Xander and Dawn away. Wanting to keep Don safe, I get that. But strategically, Daniel, do you think this was a good decision? No, of course not. Mm-hmm. More Don. Don needs to be in the show. She's a key. Get the monk energy on her side. Do some no, shit. No, I, I, I 
I find it to be crazy. I'm so happy that she tased Xander. <laughs> that was excellent. The rest of her bullshit fucking letter. I mean, it, honestly, we've been saying Dearest this for so Dawn. long. How dare you treat Dawn like a second class citizen? <laughs> I don't know what happens <laughs> with Dawn, but it is the one catharsis. I mean, I did note that too in my notes. Everyone else I feel pretty good with. Like, we're going into the final battle. I feel like we're pretty good with all of our characters except for Dawn. So I'm curious to see how Buffy and Dawn interact, because I do not remember that. Dearest Dawn, don't be angry with Xander. He only did what I told him to do. This isn't the place for either of you. Please know that I love you and that everything I do is for you. I promised once to show you this beautiful world, and I'm going to do everything I can to make that happen. Stacia, do you think it's it was a strategically foolish move to send Don away? And Xander. It's and Xander. I mean, no, I think logistically they're liabilities. Yeah. I mean, that's what she was playing is the odds of their survival versus and getting her hurt too, right? Like, if I have to keep an mm-hmm. eye. This, this It's the Don struggle this whole time where, like, I fight. And Xander, honestly, too. Mm-hmm. They've had that. That's what this episode was about. You're a fucking liability. Mm-hmm. So I get but they're it. not, though. I mean, they're still here fighting. If they die, it's whatever. I mean, we said it before, like, if you just said that I'm willing to die for you, Buffy, and this is the last battle, let's go, and that's what we were saying in this episode, then I think, let them fucking stay. Let them all stay. Let's fight. That was Xander's point, and I think Buffy was right, too. Like, she made her jokes about, like, also, I can't, you can't really shoot a bow and arrow or swing a sword anymore, so how, what good are you? But I think she would absolutely be- Bring back to life? Yeah, that's true. He does that. He has done that twice. Um- I think that she would absolutely let him stuck around um, and conceded that, like, this is your choice. You are willing to die for me, and I, I appreciate that, and I'm not going to watch over you. Like, you're going to be alone in the fight, and if you die, I'm sorry, I can't help you. But you're making that choice, and you're an adult, and I trust you, and we're friends, and that, you know, we're peers. We're on the same level-ish. Uh, Buffy's always the best, but, you know. Um, but Dawn is not that. That is Dawn. Buffy's not willing to She's let Dawn make three years that old. choice. Let her live her life. <laughs> but she's always going to, even you know, even if she wasn't three, um, she is still Buffy's little sister. And I think that she's always going to be beholden to looking out for her little sister. She's going to always have to put her ahead of anything else. Although she admitted earlier this season that if I had to make that choice about killing Dawn to save the world, I would. Uh-huh. So. She'll be okay. She's tough. Ow. So do you think that Dawn should have just kept driving instead of going back? That she should have saved herself? That her and Xander should have just taken a little vacation? I mean, they make it out, so I guess it's fine. But yeah, <laughs> she shouldn't have. She should have just left. <laughs> yeah, but see, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I don't think she. it's in her 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 makeup to do that. Yeah, I mean, I agree. And I appreciate that. She's yeah. always wanted to be she, in it. I know, and I just I want Buffy to acknowledge that. I that's really what I'm looking for in the next episode is like an acknowledgement that Dawn is so much more vital than Buffy ever let on. I know you're protecting her. I know she's your sister. I know I know all of that. But like, come on, man, she's she's awesome yeah. and is working hard and gets no credit from Buffy. It's interesting that her n- note uh, even references, you know the finale of season six, like, I wanted to show you this beautiful world, whatever, whatever, uh-huh. instead of just keeping you from it. And we did try to pretend, again, in episode one, that we were going to make Dawn a thing. She was training her. Mm-hmm. And then we just, eh, whatever, Dawn. And in a show where we actually cared about the story of the entire season, if we if setting out what episode one set out, then Dawn would be nothing but an asset, unquestionably, right now. 
I mean, I think she still is anyway, and she wants to do what she wants to do. So that's just an autonomy thing where, you know, teenagers don't have any rights, blah, 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 so. Are you still loopy? Hmm. Sorry about that. Someone knocked me out with chloroform. Okay, a bit of redundant, perhaps. <laughs> Reasonable or ridiculous, are you ready? Yes. No. Oh my god, you guys. Yep. No Sorry. energy. Yes. I'm so ready, let's do this! It's so fucking hot in this room. Buffy the Exiled Slayer. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's ridiculous. Buffy the Exiled Slayer. Knew exactly where to find the potentials post-explosion. Reasonable or ridiculous? Ridiculous. <laughs> Daniel? <laughs> you know, they have magic we just don't know about. I mean, it's ridiculous. I hate it. It's real bad. It's all for this dumb. One. It's so bad. It's so <laughs> dumb. It's I hate it. If it wasn't for all the rest of the stuff in this episode, th- that first fucking 20 minutes of the show, I thought we were back in another like 144 land. Like yeah. the worst episodes of TV. Yep. So at least we pulled out of that. But yeah, you're totally garbage. right. The the first act with the potentials and there's even the bullshit with Caleb like you gotta let her take the axe why for reasons her friends are in danger she knows immediately where her friends are and it's unclear if Buffy can hear the first in that scene it looks like mm-hmm. she kind of can it's a little weird so I mean yeah. how else would she know her friends are in danger if the first didn't tell her yes but also why wouldn't the first just want to kill Buffy now instead of let Buffy save all her friends so I did Amen. I was gonna put that as a thing but then I was like if we're going to give them any shred of credit for this season, the one thing that the first cares about is ending the Slayer line. And you have to save Faith and Buffy for last. If you don't kill the brats, you're just ha- continuing the problem. you got to kill the brats and then the real Slayers. So I think that's the only reason why. But I can't excuse but, her being able to find them immediately. I, mean, I just can't excuse it. Again, though, if you kept Buffy occupied, then the brats would have died. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so, yep. could could have done, could have done that. So first isn't that evil? Turns out. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Reasonable, ridiculous. They called the scythe a scythe <laughs> instead of an axe. This is just a point for me. But station reasonable, ridiculous. Uh, ridiculous. Did you notice that I called it an axe through my entire plot? Because it's a goddamn axe, Daniel. <laughs> Do we not know what a scythe is? <laughs> to me. Ridiculous. Yeah, to me, a scythe is that thing that the... Um, Grim Reaper carries. Grim Re- yes, thank you. I almost wonder if that line Giles has where he's like, this is an international symbol. The scythe means death. So they're supposed to be like, it's like a figurative scythe because it's a weapon that causes death versus being a literal scythe that's shaped they were like a scythe. calling it a scythe, weren't they, before they found that? Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah, because Buffy, the first thing she says when she comes in, it's like a scythe, I think. Some kind yeah, of scythe. she's not very smart, and so we just roll <laughs> with Buffy, with <laughs> calling shit things that they are not. Yep. Oh, How cool would it be, though, if Buffy had a literal scythe, or if it was a scythe on it? That'd be pretty cool. Fucking amazing. Like that. that would be such a cool-ass weapon. Oh, my God. It'd be very hard, because, like, the curved edges are on the inside for the, you know, wheat or whatever. Mm. So it wouldn't be a great weapon. Like, I get why it w- doesn't exist, but come on. I think it could be cool, be so cool in a big fight like she's about to mm-hmm. have where you're just like head level swinging it in a giant circle. Yeah. And just get them all. Yeah. Turrican's heads off. Yeah. 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 Up. Like he fucking rad as hell. Whoops. Oh man. So good. Finally, reasonable ridiculous. We super dramatically kicked Buffy out of our friend group and her own house 12 hours ago and now we're making jokes and hanging out like nothing happened. Stacia, reasonable or ridiculous? Ridiculous. Thank you. I agree. Daniel? <laughs> See, I would I would go for reasonable because they're flighty 
teenage girls and no offense, but like, I just think that they're like, you know, they don't, they don't know. They just threw faith under the bus in four seconds. Oh yeah. Nobody was really committed to this. I don't think anybody felt this strongly about kicking Buffy out. Not only that, Except Buffy also self-exiled on her own. Fuck Kennedy. And she was not really in this episode. <laughs> I know. God. I know. That's so great. But like, I kind of feel like it's a weird situation where Buffy kind of just left and we sort of like rolled with faith. I don't know how much we decided one or the other, even though the show wants me to believe the other way. She just left. She left. And uh, I don't know. No, I think it's it's fine. I mean, I love it. I'm glad that she came back and we didn't have to do it. I'm mostly mad. Why it feels the most ridiculous is because we didn't need to do it in the first place. <laughs> so I mean, that's another point. You couldn't. You didn't have to do all of season seven. You could have rewritten the whole the thing. The whole damn thing. Yeah, I guess we can't mm-hmm. get The whole thing. Can't keep going down that path. Okay. Maybe we could have just started by giving her the axe and the necklace and sending them down into the school. Yeah. <laughs> she could just be evil. She could be part of the, the you know, the first. Come on. What are we I doing? mean, we could have just done like a little, little um, cut scene that's like, oh, the first is coming. The apocalypse is going to happen. Cut scene six months later. They're down there killing all the Kurokon. <laughs> oh, they get on the bus and they drive away. And that's the beginning of season seven. <laughs> Great stuff. <laughs> Excellent. Thank God we're hot chicks with superpowers. Takes the edge off. Comforting. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is uh, time for me to remind you all that we are a real podcast. We have a Twitter, a Tumblr, and Instagram. Those are all at BeatMePod. Uh, we also have a website, wordpress.beatmepod.wordpress.com. Holy shit, that contains notes about her shows and links to things. I don't know. Maybe there's a YouTube video. Who knows? You we, we never know. Oh, things could change. <laughs> it couldn't happen. It couldn't happen this late in the game. It's not possible. <laughs> that would be a ridiculous Legal. thing to do on the penultimate episode of your podcast. But... On there will be a link to a Spotify playlist that I put together that has all of the music that's contained in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, as well as all the music that happens in our podcast here that's available on Spotify. You can just click that link right there, and I'll take you to it. But if you're already in Spotify and you're like, I want to I get that jam right now, you can just type in... Beat me hyphen fun time playlist for podcast fans, season seven. Oh, oh Boom. fire. She's so fucking ready. Let's ready. go. <gasps> Kennedy, shocked. Will she get it on the finale? That's Oh, yeah. Pressure. Can pressure, I stick to landing? <laughs> okay, it's time for us to yell about some stuff. I'm going to yell first. I'm mad that <laughs> that good. Perfect. My turn. Yeah. Oh. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's no secret that Faith is probably maybe my favorite character on the show. Sometimes. <laughs> oh yeah. No, that's a secret. And we've kept for. Seven years. You're super subtle. Buffy coming in and giving her the axe and then her being like so excited to hold it and be like, oh man, it feels like this is awesome. And then immediately just like, I guess it's yours. Like broke my heart because I was like, and she just accepts it. She's just like, yeah, I'm not the real Slayer. Here you go, whatever. Even though she totally is. Oh my God, anyway. Uh, the One of the thing is that Buffy says is being a Slayer is not a burden we can share. There are literally... Two of you, you are both talking no. right now about the same trauma. You, what are you doing? Oh, God, I can't, I can't do it. You traumatized and abused these children. Children who, who no doubt become extremely disturbed adults. You have ruined lives. Buffy. Furthermore, what you did has now manifested itself as a, a, a malevolent presence which threatens still more lives. You have a great deal to answer for. Buffy. You know, I just... I woke up and I looked in the mirror and I thought, hey, 
What's with all the sin? I need to change. I'm, I'm dirty. I'm, I'm bad with the sex and the envy and that, that loud music us kids listen to nowadays. Yeah? You smell sin? Well, let me tell you something, lady. She who smelt it, dealt it. It's like what you said, but faster. Mostly we've talked about all of my um, yellings. Basically, I just have one left, so this is what I have to say. Why would you, after a break, after stealing a magical axe from the bowels of a vineyard winery, cellar, basement, uh -huh. tomb, place, <laughs> yep. and you research it with your friends and you realize that you need to go to a graveyard that you've been in a million times and break into a tomb that you've apparently never noticed before, even though it's a large pyramid, and you go down in there and you find a strange woman who says, I've been waiting for you, that you take the precious axe that you feel like is the key to winning the apocalypse and you give it to that woman. Uh-huh. Yeah. You just let her have it? You, you just don't know hand it over. And the thing that's so shocking to me is, like, Caleb waited until she gave it back to Buffy before Caleb killed her. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, he, I mean, he essentially did that twice. He let her take the axe in the first place, just let her have it. Yeah. And then let her walk away. And then let the guardian just give it back to her instead of, you know, killing her while she had it in her hand. He was there the whole time. That man just likes to make an entrance, I guess, is what that was. He was waiting for the timing, but goddamn. Yeah, I'm fucking agree. Waiting to pun. For his entrance. <laughs> yep. Yeah, wait, waiting to pun. Um, well, I'm sorry that you don't have any more to say. Yeah. But that was excellent, and thank you. Uh, oh, I do have one more thought, though. Ooh. But I won't. I'll do okay. it on the next round. Okay, great. <laughs> um, the potentials, like, lining up with their bare fists to fight <laughs> We can take him. You know, Buffy saved the day, of course. <laughs> I mean, that's probably why a little bit they're like, well, Buffy was actually the right choice all along. Mm -hmm. Because um, you guys are stupid as shit. Because Faith but, got uh, knocked yeah. out and fell in a puddle like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, so but stupid. great point that no one died. I think that's such a fucking cop out for the show. Kills all the Rona. Where's Rona? She's disappeared. She's still alive. Is though. she in the show? Yeah, she's still alive. Fuck. See, I didn't see her. But I, um, I don't think she yeah. was in the episode. But she is still alive. Fuck that. So I wish that we killed real people, including Kennedy, and yeah. uh, just to save save Willow. Oh, well, I mean, Kennedy's unkillable. They, I mean, she. there's no way they would have ever killed her. They're like, we can't. The lesbians. <laughs> the lesbians. <sighs> they will burn down our that houses. Would, that would ad admittedly <laughs> look bad. Well, they. I read an article this week that was like, Kennedy was good, actually. Okay, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, sometimes people, I think they're just trolling, you know. Uh, are we gonna fight, or is there just gonna be a monster sarcasm rally? Oh, I was so stoked to see this shitty CG first evil again! We used it twice this season! For a graphic I never thought we would bring back. I am what? so impressed first they brought it evil. back. The, the Jenny Calendar. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that. Yeah, the thing that looks like Malcolm Classic. or whatever from the first season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so good. I'm so happy they brought it back. Ah, excellent. Stacia. Uh, we get to see the note that Buffy wrote Dawn in the episode, and I just want to say there's no way I will ever believe that's Buffy's handwriting. Isn't it, like, all caps yeah. and, like, big blocky letters? Yeah. No. It's no not, way. It's not Buffy's handwriting. Bullshit! That's a bad prop master. <laughs> Are you trying to make me jealous? I'm trying to make you a god. The Shadow Men become the Watchers, as we learned. Right. Um, but these... Who's watching the like? What's the council then? Is the council made up of watchers? 
I think what yes. What does that imply? Yeah, that's all it is. Mm-hmm. So the Watchers got together, but the Guardians are still watching the Council. Right. So what do they think about the failure of the Council, the destruction of the Council, the blowing up of the Council? Nothing? Did, did I mean, no. There's only one Guardian left, and I'm guessing there's she doesn't one. have TV. <laughs> she only had time for five lines of dialogue. She couldn't really get it all in, I guess. Huh. Sucks. Boo. It's a bummer. The Guardians could have been cool. Yep. They could have been really cool. What if she's the just been, cool. been in like a dark hole for the last 10,000 years? And she seemed a little know. crazy. She So she might have just been, I mean, she's been isolated Yeah. for fucking who knows how long. Yeah, okay. but like I don't think she gets out and like got a radio, you know, has read a newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she's yeah. just been like sitting in a dark room. <laughs> she should 100% not speak English, number one. Number two yeah. is that she should be speaking a fucking weird dialect of english mm-hmm. even in the 1940s and 50s man they spoke differently yeah this like she just sounded totally normal yep and you would not sound normal i'm sorry you i'm gonna wouldn't. she should have been out of time i would hand wave that away and say it's magic yeah, yeah. we're gonna believe she's that old it's magic yeah that's fine uh, i'm gonna do a yell it's actually stacia's yell because she says stuff during the episodes which are funny and then she doesn't write them down um Stasia said <laughs> when all the potentials came back home after they're being blowed up and stuff, she's like, You should touch all, everyone. Touch all touch all oh, of them. Yeah. Touch all of them right now. You know the first. You guys are so stupid. Yeah. And absolutely. There should be a touch at the door policy at the summer's yeah. house. There should be. Stop touching yeah. my magic bone. Oh, um So before the vineyard was a vineyard, it was a monastery. Creepy monks messing with powers they don't understand. I mean, we already brought this up, the pagan Native American <laughs> temple stuff. I, I'll just leave it there because I only have one more. But uh, Yeah, that, I, we already brought that up. But I do find that to be, like, wild that I'm still blown away that, like, they'll weirdly do history for, like, Pangs for the Shumash tribe. Mm-hmm. And, like, we kind of, like, we did a lot of history in that episode. And I wouldn't say it's faithful, but they're real. It's a real, you know, Native nation. But... Where the rest? Where's the rest of this? Like, I want to know more about how they get here, and and also what does Native America think? Because they're not, you know, just sitting around, you know, twiddling their thumbs. Like they would have been like, "Hey, what the fuck is this shit?" And the fact that we never explore that is again pretty damning on a episode of TV that's twenty years old. You know, I think you did make a good point of like, we did it for Pangs. Why are we just like, why did you bring it up and then drop it? Like Thanksgiving, I think it's I think that's the thing. And and during the, during that era in nineteen, you know, the early the nineties, Christopher Columbus, his you know five hundredth anniversary was a big deal. Mm-hmm. I think that it was sort of in the zeitgeist to kind of like critique and look at it again, but it wasn't something that's foundational to the show. Like they don't yeah. actually care yeah. about any of that. And I do find that you know it's a little bit um you know disappointing, but it's not offensive. It's it's whatever. It's too bad. Yeah, that's the that's the twenty year lens. That's why we do these things. Yeah. Um, what the fuck? Oh my god, I had my thumb on the spot and everything. Oh yeah, it's super risky to tase someone that's driving. That was just it's a little bit reckless, just a touch reckless. I mean, it was so cool that she did it. It was very unexpected. I like that the idea that Don just always carries a taser, which is smart. She should absolutely always carry a taser. Why haven't we been carrying tasers around? But we can't fucking carry a, a cell phone consistently, so of course we're not going to carry little self-defense weapons. Dear God. No. Daniel. Um, Willow's search results for ancient weapons nice. was incredible. Yes. So the axe of uh, Decaron mm-hmm. 
it was a you know this is from quote unquote forged in hell itself i mean she did read actually all of this um ancient weapon believed to be lost during the children's crusade i thought the children's crusade was a fake thing apparently it's real oh uh, 1212 is when it purportedly happened although we don't actually know um and it was like from a child the reason why it's called that is purportedly allegedly as we would say uh, a kid was frequented by a one Jesus Christ. And Jesus said, you need to get those Muslims to convert to Christianity, but peacefully, not under war. So purportedly, there was like an actual like expedition, if you will, that went out there to go do that. But there's really no information like outside of that. I mean, there's a Wikipedia article, but most of it is like scholarship looking into the validity of it. So it's not even like a real event. So it's very funny I don't know, on the show where it's like, oh, is it? Well, we d- it's not the actual weapon, but right. anyways, very strange. The other ones are a battle axe from an old B movie, which <laughs> that's pretty much it. And then Chains and Dungeons Weapons is apparently the website, um, an extensive database for text and images of a huge collection of dot, 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 I assume Chains and Dungeon Weapons. I'm so happy that Incredible they like stuff. really stepped up their um, art stuff for their computer things because the early ones they definitely it was all Laura Ipsum stuff but this is great it's real it's legit oh what so now you're special you're a special boy with chains and stuff why do you have chains and stuff I think that uh, since they didn't go with Marty Noxon and I'm sorry I don't know the name of the woman that played the guardian but she gave me intense Tilda Swinton vibes if we had that kind of money that's Tilda Swinton all day. Mm-hmm. Tilda Swinton all Absolutely. day. Creepy old lady, done. Done. I mean, Tilda Swinton's not that old, but the energy, you know. Mm. She's ancient in her soul. Absolutely. There's a still from the Oppenheimer movie where they uh, showed uh, Albert Einstein. He's in the movie. And one like the tweet that went viral was like, I know Tilda Swinton when I see. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that would be iconic. She's everyone. <laughs> That's Albert Einstein. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Daniel. Uh, Albert Einstein. That'd be great. And my final one here is um, Spike said that Buffy has gone full Carrot Top. Now, oh, I yeah. do need context here. So Carrot Top, the Wikipedia, it's um, it's very chill. It's very normal. Huh. He had a breakdown, right? Yeah. I mean, he, he, like, he definitely had something happen. It must have been around 2003, but I couldn't, on a very simple search, I couldn't find it. Huh. Do we remember what happened to Carrot Top? I know he got really uh, deep into steroids um, and got arrested a couple of times, I believe. For what I don't know, but yeah, he. Um, I, I mean, he might have been some. Was he crazy? I mean, that's that spikes implication, right? You've gone full. Yeah, I think he was yelling at people and stuff. I mean, I, I really don't know. There's got a. It didn't say it on the. Yeah. The wiki. No. Well, the wiki just kind of went through all the work, and the work stopped in about 2001. Right. There's definitely a mugshot of him with his like face kind of beat up. The mugshot, yeah. So that's you're right. There is, yeah. but I don't remember for what, and it's probably not great. But anyways, full carrot top. <laughs> Welcome to 2003. Love it. <laughs> up to the minute cultural references. Yeah, I don't think I got anything else. That's good. We're good. Yeah. Oh, other than me being mad about Jaffa cakes. Protus was on its way to Funkin Town, but oh, Jaffa cakes. Um. I, okay, so Stacia said, I was like, there's no fucking way they got Jaffa Cakes at this grocery store in Sunnydale. Mm. You say, why not? She says, why not? Because of phones? 
How could you order from England? I know. They don't have how phones could there. You? Yeah, how could you? Yes. I just... I mean, that's that's a bolster for your side, but I'm saying, why couldn't they? Why couldn't you bring Jaffa cakes? Because they were... I just think that they're not commonplace, even in an international section at a uh, American grocery store. If they even have a British section, it is very limited. Although, maybe Jaffa cakes would make the cut. <laughs> you... How old were you in 2003, Kelly? Uh... 15? Yeah, 15. Yep, okay. All right, that's good enough. <laughs> that's good. What does that mean? We rest our case. Well, you wouldn't know. I wouldn't. You're right. You're right. <laughs> what the fuck do I know what's going on at a Ralph's in 2003 in California? Nothing! That's so true. <laughs> God, this game is brutal. I love it. No, it's true. It's just honest. Okay, can you just tell me what happened with the watches, please? I can. It's very simple. This is going to be the most just straightforward we'll ever get. Excellent. Xander Construction Outfit Watch? No. Absolutely not. Oh, yeah. You're in the house so you can hear the the dogs. I know. I was like, (laughs) what was that? (laughs) Maroon Jacket Watch slash Anya Belt Alert. We'll never talk about Anya's belt, I think, for the rest of the series. We barely did. It came out of nowhere. (laughs) Uh, No, but the brown duster that she's wearing is probably part of this Maroon Jacket bullshit Fever dreamy made up. Yeah. and it's a no it's a straight up no <laughs> Dawn's piercing screams you better believe it she was uh, she screamed when she was drugged by Xander we love to see it Chips Ahoy no I don't think we're going to talk about Chips anymore hopefully not Little is Bad this is going to get controversial maybe no I don't remember if we counted the goblin vampire to recon oh right 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 I think we, vampire. we chose no I say no Yeah. I say no so we do not deal with that so Buffy has a personality. We have had a little bit, I mean, even in our discussion here about Buffy's personality. And I just said, I said, no, I said, we're too, we're too late for new details. But Buffy did have the final scenes with Xander, Willow and Faith. And like I said, I'm, I'm ready for Dawn. But we don't learn a lot about Buffy, you know, sort of like culturally, like what she likes or whatever. But, yeah, you know, Buffy is obviously in the show. The Hoffman Watch, <laughs> no, there is no... No to Hoffren, uh, most valuable weapons, the Sunny, Sunnydale cell phones. No, it's another episode where I feel like we should have had cell phones, yeah. but we do not have them. No. And I'm going to bet you money that we're not going to see them next week either. So It would be a weird time to use them because I think we're all hanging out. Pop it out in hell. Just be like, yeah, hey, how's it going? Oh, a great signal. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Shocking. Michael. I know. Michael Wicket, Amy Gothwatch. Uh, no, but Willow did do a, a locator spell. That's fun. And she was very uncomfortable with it. And that's sad. She did not but do a locator spell? What are you talking about? Didn't she say that? She, no, she did a locator spell to the house. What? Did she? Yeah, they went to Yeah, they went to the house. What? Yeah, she said that she did a locator spell, but um she was cuz she implied the locator spell was good, but we must have missed Buffy because we went oh. to that random house. What random house? They went to a house? The house, the house that she was staying in with Spike. Oh. They did? Yeah, Faith did ask that like three people beginning. to check on Buffy. Oh shit. Remember the Buffy thing? They all went off to bu- find Buffy. Oh my god. And when when they returned, yeah, uh, I think she even said locator spell, but she implied she was definitely there, but um but we were just we missed her. 
I totally missed that. And you know what? That mm. makes her stupid comment about, like, I can barely even do a locator spell without getting dark roots. I'm like, girl, we have used that spell 6,000 fucking times this season, so yeah. don't act like it freaks you out. Because if you had problems, you should have raised them a lot sooner than the penultimate episode of the goddamn show. Anyway, continue. Sorry. No, I agree. Totally. <laughs> uh, there's too many damn kids in the summer's house. It's one of the last times, so of course I'm going to say yes. Absolutely. There's also a mini triage hospital ward so going on. So much damage of these girls. <laughs> they should really call their family and make sure that they're still missing. And, you know, I don't know. Uh, by the way, is Willow okay? And I said, no, of course not. No, she's yeah. tepid about jumping into the magics again. But Giles is very insistent. And I know that's going to pay off for the next episode. So it's whatever. I think that Giles is right. It's a weird one with the Giles KO, but we'll get there in a second. Um, so that's all for Willow because she wasn't really on this episode. Uh, books a million. No, we do not do books anymore. We are internet. 100% on the internet. When she said, I will find this for you, we flash over to the Apple. Beautiful. iMac opening up. Yep. You know? So um, we are no longer doing any more uh, of, of the books, books a million. Books in general, but also the glottal stop. I am interested to know how, um, what linguistics um, Giles knows, but we'll never learn that. Of course not. Uh, Streets Ahead. Yes, the fairy guardian lair. Right, sure. Guardian person. You know, we also return to the hospital. I assume the hospital from before. So. Yeah, where Joyce mm-hmm. got her cancer or whatever. The hospital we always go to. Sunnydale yeah. General. I think it's just the only one. we went one. to kill by death. It's called Der Kinderstadt. Oh, is this? It's me. I've got your monster. Yeah. Kill by Death. Technically the worst episode of Buffy, but not really. Not really. <laughs> Season seven. The worst episode of Buffy. Uh, Giles Biggest KO. So he loves Jaffa Cakes, of course. He has a grasp on linguistics, which I really enjoy. And he also could have helped with the shirty. I didn't look up shirty. Did I, I was going to ask you, because I like, did, do you know, have, is that a word? Is that shirty a word? I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, isn't it is. like shifty? Maybe it's not. Oh, I mean, contextually, that would make sense. But I've definitely not heard it. I thought you were going to come with the no. the, the shirty. Irritable. No. Irritable. Querulous. Don't get annoyed or shirty on the phone. Gotcha. Okay. Nice. Okay. Well, there you go. So, it, again, Giles could have helped with that. Um, and then pushing Willa to do magic again, I will say this is the least KO for Giles in a very long time. Oh, yeah. I think he's a very normal person. I think that him pushing Willow to do it is good. And, obviously, it's going to pay off next week. We can hope. Yeah. So, but yeah, Giles still still a tough nut. Still not good. Still not the Giles we love. I don't it. know. I kind of liked when he was sitting surrounded by books and stood up and said, "Oh, damn, we just don't have enough time." <laughs> <laughs> He's a legend. <laughs> he still has glimpses of his former self. You know? it's, it's there it's somewhere. But he's a show with the, the rest of the show. You know, he's not alone. So yeah, he's on the same level. Anyways, those are your watches. Thank you. Thank you for the update. Um, I believe it's time to rank this sucker. If no one has any issues with that, I would like to, to rank it. Thank you. Willow Hacks, we talked about the net slash something wicked this way comes. Uh, I only gave it a five because I fucking pay- neglected the internet searches. But I'm going to let it ride because I'm not about to change my <laughs> rankings live. It's too much work. So uh, I just said no because Willow was too scared to even talk about doing magic. Um, but yeah, yeah, God, the internet, it's right there. It's right there. Anyway, five. Dawn needs an adult. She absolutely does not need an adult. She got knocked out by an adult that she trusted, and when she waked up, waked up. When she woke up, she tased Xander and drove right back to Sunnydale to fight the good fight. One demerit for laughing at the Cyclops line because it was not funny. Nine for Dawn. 
Monster of the Week. The shine has definitely faded from Caleb, in my mind at least. He's kind of just annoying hanging on now at this point. And yep. he got his ass kicked somehow. Like, okay, the axe is cool, but we we definitively said the axe is not inherently special. So it's true. Scythe matters. And ignoring that. Yeah. It's not. It's right. just a cool axe that belongs to the Slayers. So it does have some kind of magical properties, but those properties are not fighting gooder. Magic. Yeah. So why he gets his ass kicked, especially right after getting all juiced up by the first, makes no sense because he handily beat the shit out of not only Buffy, but everyone in the room nigh two days ago. So Okay, but um, counterpoint, it's the end of the show and he had to die. God damn it. Uh, true, true facts. He did manage to kill a million-year-old guardian, so that's something. It's the Pretty evil's good. Achilles heel. Oh, I would carry it through Daniel's. <laughs> Weird. Where did, they're in the house. Can they not get us? Oh, you shut the door. Good. Yeah. They're like. They're real mad. Excuse me, babies. We're almost We're right done. Right at the end, guys. Oh, I think they're at the back. This is the side door. Mm -hmm. There must be a cat. June's got her big dog barks out. Oh, while they're barking, though. Mm. Sweet, sweet airflow. Sweet mother oxygen. It's getting a little stuffy in here, too. You shut all the windows. It really, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it'll do it. Okay. Enjoy that. Did you enjoy that? I did. It felt good. Like good. Done now. All right. Um, the first thing. Oh, yeah. He killed a million-year-old guardian. Um... You know, removing them from any future Slayer's life, but right. it's not like they were really doing anything. What I was saying, evil has an Achilles heel. Evil always has to lose. So even though he should have been the most powerful, he had to die. He had no choice. Yeah, that's right. Because it's yeah, episode 21 and there's like Hamstrung by his own plot devices. <laughs> Ham! Hey, just, like, just like Adam died in 21. Yeah. Also, the Turakhan in this episode straight up shredded a potential Slayer to death. That was pretty rad and vicious. <laughs> Gotta say. Monster of the Week, mostly on the Turok Han back, gets a six. Giles level Giles. Okay. As you mentioned, this is the strongest performance from Giles in a while. But yeah. I can't imagine how something like this could exist without my having heard of it. Me either. What is the point of you anymore, old man? You got nothing. You got nothing to offer. <laughs> nothing to bring to the table. I mean, he did have a little bit. Of something in this episode with the glottal stops and the hieroglyphics and the whatnot. Oh come on! <laughs> but does it, he know about the guardians? No. Is this gonna come he didn't up? Know oh shit. He doesn't know shit. He doesn't know anything. He used to know stuff. He used to work here. Oh. Anyway, his singing him hanging out with Willow was pretty much worth it. So I gave him a five. I didn't give him anything extra, but I at least brought him up to par because I like to see him with Willow. Relationship goodness or buff badness. Buffy is back and we're friends again without skipping a beat. And her and Spike are not dealing with their feelings. And non Andrew and Anya are friends. And Faith and Buffy are friends. I don't know, fucking six. Episode specific. My favorite moment in the episode <laughs> is when the Guardian's like, what's your name? And she's like, Buffy. And she says, no, really. The face that Sarah Michelle Gellar makes where she just has that little shrug like, yep. Like, so there's no, she doesn't like double down. Like, no, my name is Buffy. And like, I get that all the, like, it, it's just sort of like, hmm. I, I love it so much. I, the Sarah Michelle Gellar moments of comedy, when they hit, they're just like, <laughs> so fucking good. And I would give her a 10 for that all day. And I did. But if I have oh to pick God. a line. I would have to do, if you die, I'll just bring you back to life. It's what I do. Yeah. Because Xander's her strength. Xander matters. He was the most important Xander's character in the whole show. We never talked about that. Xander's her strength. That's right. 
He's the heart. He's the heart. He's the heart. 10 out of 10. That makes it a total of 41 for the episode. 9 out of 21 for the season. So high mid. Above first dates and below him. I wanted to put it higher, but then I was like, this first part we talked about really does bring it down. And it was cool to see our friends, but I'm like, if the bar has to be so low that we're like just so grateful for a two-minute scene with our friends that it's like, oh, God, this is excellent, I think that we're already doing ourselves a disservice because we Correct. deserve better. I'm cowboy guy. We deserve. Deserve. Xander. <laughs> oh, sir. Um, okay. I decided to put this at 37 out of 143. Oh. Nice. I don't know. I don't know. I just felt like the right spot. I decided to split two episodes that have been together since season one. <gasps> I know. Wow. How could you do that? So it is How below Lies My Parents Told Me in Nightmares, and it is above The Harvest and Pangs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And like, do, Lies My Parents Told Me was this season, right? Yeah. Nightmares. Yeah, yeah. As my parents told me, is from this season. I know. I always get confused with "lie to me" or whatever the fuck it's called, right? Isn't no, it? yeah. That's this is the lies my parents told me is like the one where we meet Robin's mom and yeah. do that whole right, thing. right. Uh, nightmares when that kid dreams that spiders are real. Baseball. Baseball. It's bad when you lose. When yeah, you lose, it's bad it's when bad. you lose. Uh, the harvest. Right. That's episode two. Classic. Yeah. Nice. And then Pangs, the Thanksgiving episode oh, we were talking about. So nightmares and the harvest were right next to each other the whole time. Yeah. Dang. Right next to each other the whole time. Wow. We're Stark Age now at the final. Oof. Uh, it is at 66. Okay, okay, okay. Ooh, we've really dropped. That was like a 50-er. I know. It was I consistent know. 50 for a long time. I know. Yeah. It's still right in the middle, though, of the whole series, right? 144 is 60. Yeah, perfect. What's your tiny synopsis? Oh, yeah. Um, I wrote, Buffy gets an axe. Xander kidnaps Dawn. Anya and Andrew wheelchairs, Guardian Tilda Swinton, Angel's yes! here. <laughs> Angel is here. I am. That won't be confusing later. Tilda Swinton lore. Yes, yeah. excellent. Please don't do anything rash. Anything rash meaning? Are you planning on seeing Angel? Yes, actually, I am. Look, but there's not going to be any rash anywhere. Daniel, where did you rank this? Well, I don't have much of a choice. This is, um, <laughs> I've under, right. I've underestimated how poor this season of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer is. <laughs> Technically, this is going to be the third, soon to be fourth after Chosen, best episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer ever. Ever. Can wow. you tell by the conversation we've had? <laughs> that wow. it's ever. Uh, so so it's very embarrassing that I hedged so hard, and I knew I would. I knew I would back in season one. I was sitting in my apartment on Marshall Street, and I was like, I'm going to fuck this up. And sure enough, seven years later, I fucked it up. Uh, it's embarrassing, even of this season. Beneath You, Selfless, Conversation with Dead People, great episodes, and our highly ranked relative are technically worse than this episode mm-hmm. of TV. Now, this episode is actually not that bad. Thank God it wasn't a way to the yeah. world. I would be so sad to have way to the world, which I think is like, three from the bottom uh to be number 10 right is a spoiler this is the number 10 best episode of buffy guys number 10 <laughs> um and again i don't think it's a bad episode at all but it's crazy to think that i could have put beneath you selfless conversations lies 
first date lessons him all of those are better than this um yeah touch is where you fall off and touched i had to put at 54 even though i wanted to bury it underneath the sand so there's been a lot of really <laughs> bad episodes that should have been at the bottom and uh i have to live with this so yep 10 the, i really wish best episode we could pluck from the internet right now everyone's top 10 Buffy episodes of all time and see if End of Days is on any of them because I couldn't imagine that it was. <laughs> There's too many meme episodes. There's too many great like just like Hush and mm-hmm. Once More and, and you know the big ones. Yep. There's too many because Buffy's so great when it's great. No one would ever put it in the top 10. You'd be crazy. You would be crazy. It so. is a nice solid episode after a slog of a not great episodes. But again, I won't accept less just because the show is trying to make me forget that it was good before. Uh, I'm sorry for your loss, Daniel. And I can't wait for, for. Uh, well, I'm not going to make you tell me because I've forgotten, but that means that Chosen has to be. Number four. Whoa. That was so much. Scrambling. <laughs> yeah, the little one. She can really uh, pick up some speed. We have, they have no chill for the end. One of the more show. episode, one more minute of this episode to record, guys. What's happening, babies? Ah! <laughs> That's now recorded forever for Daniel to do with as he wishes. <laughs> okay, that's enough, Winnie. Thank you. Nope. I know. I can't wait to nope. be out there. Okay, let's get this done. Yep. All right, we're all done. Yes. Okay, okay, goodbye. How dare you? There's a <laughs> format. <laughs> huh. Well. <laughs> Sasha, do you have anything else to say about end of days? No. <laughs> do you have no. anything else to say about end of days? I wish I could go back to 2017 on Marshall Street and warn myself. Undo my future mistakes. We tried to. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> That's the penultimate is, episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer in the books. It happened. We did it. I can't believe next episode is the goddamn finale, the real one, Ooh. the end of the show. <laughs> it's only fitting that it would end like this. <laughs> Until then, Stacia, say goodbye. Goodbye. Drew, say goodbye. <laughs> Daniel, say goodbye. <laughs> ah, trying a podcast will only kill you sooner. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Please join us for Chosen, the last episode ever of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Finale. Let's go. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. I mean, uh, give me some eye at the beholder jokes, you know, or, uh, or some eye for an eye joke. Or maybe even a postmodern eye Claudius joke. There's only supposed to be one. Maybe that's why you and I can never get along. We're not supposed to exist together. Also, you and Evelyn were killing people. Good point. And I won't forget what you had to tell me, but I how amazing screwed up they all are. I mean, really, really screwed up in a monumental fashion. In a hollow where my dark heart was hiding. And they have no purpose that unites them, so they just drift around, blundering through life until they die. Which they they know is coming, yet every single one of them is surprised when it happens to them. They're incapable of thinking about what they want beyond the moment. 
They kill each other, which is clearly insane. And yet here's the thing. And it's something that really matters. They fight. I mean, they're lame morons for fighting, but they do. They never... They never quit. So I guess I will keep fighting too. That was kind of beautiful. You... you love humans. I do not.